We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Coachable Podcast. Around here, we believe that life is the ultimate training ground for finding out what you are truly made of. I'm your host, Tori Gordon, high-performance coach and breathwork facilitator. And each week, I share intimate conversations and inspirational stories from some of the world's most successful people. It's time to stop standing on the sidelines of your life and get your head and your heart back in the game. So take a seat, grab a pen, because you're going to want to take notes as I pull back the curtain on the tools, resources, and inspiration that you need to unlock your inner champion. Samantha, thank you so much for joining me. I am thrilled to have you and have this conversation with you. We were just talking right before we uh, press record, just that this is, I really believe, a timely conversation um, simply because I trust and know that the people that are going to listen to this episode um, are going to find so much value in what you share around um, healing through sexuality and healing our relationship to our bodies in this way. Um, and the people that that hear this, um, it's going to be exactly what, what what they need at the right time. So I'm trusting that. And I just want to say welcome to the show and thank you for the work that you're doing and for um, what you're going to share with us today. Oh, thank you so much, Tori. I um, I agree that I trust that this is the time that people really need this work in their lives and that people are ready mm-hmm. for it. And I thank you so much for having me here. It's such an honor and a pleasure. Thank you. Well, it's it's my pleasure to find incredible uh, people doing really beautiful work in the world like you and, and share um, and promote them. So, so let's just get started by you really telling us who you are and what you do and what the work is that you've been called to in this life and what you're offering people now through, through the work. Yeah. So I am a woman's self-love and sexual empowerment coach, and I basically help support women and teach them how to connect to their bodies, how to self-pleasure in really healing connected, intimate ways so that they can heal their relationship to their pleasure, to their sexuality, to their body, and thus cultivate genuine self-love and to feel more more whole and secure within oneself. Mm, yes, I'm all about more pleasure. I mean, that's, that's 
what I think in a variety, like variety of different ways, um, whether you're male or female, we're all (laughs) conditioned to reduce pain in whatever way we can and try to, and we chase pleasure. But I, I feel like when you say it, you're, when you talk about pleasure, I am hearing that on a different, deeper level. It's not chasing pleasure for the sake of feeling good in the moment. What do you mean really when you say like reconnecting and healing our relationship to pleasure? What does that mean to you? Yeah, I think our relationship to pleasure has become really distorted and there's a lot of stigma around it. And so it's reclaiming that and knowing that it is actually really beautiful and holy to connect with ourselves, this, our sacred life force energy, our sexual energy, which creates all life, has the power to create anything within ourselves, projects, babies, humans, you know, inspiration, love, visions. And so it's building that relationship to pleasure, reclaiming it and using it as fuel energy to heal your body. Mm, Yeah. And to, yeah, to, you know, life is about celebration. And what's beautiful about this work is that we go so deep. I help provide a safe container as well, teach you how to create safety and trust within your own body so that you can go deep into healing past traumas, insecurities, fears, doubts, confusion, all of that, and to feel more at peace within yourself, more confident in your body and in your skin. Yeah, this is, this is so good. Why do you, what do you um, see as the biggest um, contributors to maybe how we get disconnected from our pleasure or have a distorted perspective on uh, sex in general as women? Right. There's so many, <laughs> so many. We're up against a lot, but you know, mm. I, one of them being um, intergenerational trauma and that being passed down and experiencing trauma as a child, physical, sexual, and trauma, and also throughout our lives. And it's a spectrum. It's not just you know acute sexual trauma, but even the ways in which we say. Um, yes, when we really want to say no and where we self-abandon. This all creates a sense of distrust and disconnection in our bodies. We've learned, many of us, that our bodies aren't safe. And so we cut off from our bodies. And as well, our culture is very um, hyper-masculine. And we're prized on what we do, what we accomplish, our thoughts, um, how smart or intelligent we are. So that's one of them as well, Um, a rejection of the feminine, of our emotions, of our intuition, Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, the media, consumeristic culture always telling us that we're not good enough, not beautiful enough, you know, fit or thin enough, all of these things. And so um, we don't feel whole within ourselves, and we're constantly reaching outside of ourselves to get validation or to feel complete. So there, there's a lot there. <laughs> there is, there's, there's so many places we could take that. And, um, I think one that is really, um, prevalent is just 
how as young girls and and as women we're just overly sexualized and conditioned to to really hyper focus on our appearance that that's how we're trained to get love that um you know if i look a certain way or i do the things certain you know my boyfriend wants me to do or you know whatever it is that we're kind of indoctrinated into thinking that who we need to be in order to be sexy or to be loved, um, really, um, kind of disconnects us from the truth of what sexuality is meant to be and true intimacy with ourselves and with a partner can look like, because as a culture, I mean, don't, uh, I'm curious, like, don't you see that the porn culture and uh, maybe social media and just continually being like shown filters and this is how you need to look and this is what you know this is what's hot now like constantly chasing uh, that that appearance or that thing to to keep up and feeling like um, if I if I don't then I'm not going to be wanted or I'm not going to be desirable that fear I know has been pervasive in my own life at, at different stages. Um, how do you see that impacting women as they relate to their bodies and to their sexual lives? Yeah, <laughs> it is a huge mm. dilemma that we're faced with in this modern age. And we are inundated constantly from all angles all day long for our, the majority of our lives. And this is why the process of self-pleasure is a way to come home to yourself. And it is a process of deconditioning and looking at the parts of you that feel unlovable, unworthy, not good enough. And through this act of self-pleasure, we were talking about this earlier uh, before the the podcast began when you're growing up early childhood to about seven years old your brain is in a theta state and I know you do breath work as well so we're constantly just our cortical brain isn't fully developed so we're just receiving all this information all this programming and the work with self-pleasure is you're able when you go deep into the body and I also use breath work to help open up you know, these portals within ourselves, it helps to quiet the, the cortical brain and it turns the deep primal brain where all that subconscious things and conditioning that we learn from childhood are stored, stored in our body. So by going into our bodies and activating them, and then we're able to reprogram, creating new neural pathways in our body and using affirmation while we self-pleasure, connecting with ourselves in really like slowing down and being ultra present moment to moment with the sensations, the emotions, anything that's coming up and holding everything with unconditional love and compassion. And that's really the core of my work, compassion, because, mm -hmm. you know, it's so easy to get distracted and to you know, start scrolling down social media and then you feel awful about yourself and you don't necessarily even know why, but, you know, you're getting all these images and then subtly, subconsciously comparing yourself 
to other people and it's just really about coming home and 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 just realizing that you are beautiful exactly the way you are and that comes through this experience of self-pleasure and you know for for people like me you know i'll be honest like growing up in the south in Mm. um the bible belt this was a huge point of shame for me for many many Mm. years um you know i was constantly told you know don't bring attention to yourself don't wear low-cut shirts or you know Mm. even kids today you know that women and children like the little girls are um more scrutinized for for their bodies and what they wear Mm. when it comes to um, uniforms or the dress code and and sexuality was such a point of shame um for me uh, growing up where I did because it was constantly pushed on us that, um, you know, you should wait for sex and it's sex should be only be with one person. And as you start to go through puberty and maturity and, and other things, you're like, I have these urges, I have these desires. And I was constantly told you're wrong. You're wrong. You should not feel that way. You should not want that. And, and so the association that I had to start to break was this belief system that sexuality was bad and that right. it was like evil to feel pleasure. Like I shouldn't mm. do that. And so unconsciously my body started, t- t- was constricted and tight mm. and bound up. And I didn't know how to then when I was in safe, you know, relationship to, uh, open, myself because I had always been told to close it down, to shut that part of me down. Mm. Um, I hear you say like a big part of your work is bringing in compassion. And for, for those who follow my work and have listened to this show, you know, we understand that, that compassion means to be with the suffering, um, that Mm. we've experienced and, just as I say that, I can imagine for people listening that might be like, oh God, that's the last thing I want to do when it comes mm. to my sexuality is be with the parts of me that are afraid or that have suffered or that have been traumatized or that have been abused or whatever it is. Um, how do you begin to create a space where actually it's safe to be with those parts Um, especially when we've been told our whole lives, like that pleasure is wrong or it's bad. Yeah. And I have a lot of love because there are so many people who are receiving Mm -hmm. these conditionings and being told that the most sacred part about them is not okay. It's wrong and selfish and all of these things, icky, you know, and that's a huge part of my work is helping women identify these things, bringing them up to the light to be healed. Mm -hmm. And also, yeah, it's one thing, this work is a process, you know, it's not an overnight transformation. You can have those, but it really is this lifelong Mm -hmm. relationship that you are building with yourself. And so going really slow, knowing that there might be hiccups and it's okay to feel resistance, you know, having, again, that compassion Mm -hmm. for yourself, 
but also so first and foremost in my practice is developing this relationship of trust and safety with oneself in a beautiful way one of my favorite practices that I like to do that um, and I teach my clients is to literally make connection with the body because trauma thrives in disconnection and just saying my body is safe my body is beautiful like I trust my body I love my body so mm-hmm. by repeating this process and just making that connection with yourself is really powerful that's one way another way mm-hmm. is learning how to self-regulate learning how to resource and self-soothe when you become overwhelmed when you become stuck or numb and come back to your body you know look around the room notice that you're physically safe because trauma um, defies time and space it can and so sometimes we need to recognize you know I'm safe now like that was then that was this person this isn't my current partner my current partner loves me they're safe they want the best for me and Mm -hmm. acknowledging that and coming using the breath to guide you and anchor you and ground you Mm -hmm. so you know Mm. yeah there's many ways Mm, I love that. Yeah. yeah. Well, and just reestablishing the connection to the body that like, I am actually here in my body. Mm. I'm not, I'm not my body. My body isn't all that I am, but this is my vessel. This is the container and it is here to support me and love me and nourish me. And it takes care of me. It's Mm. not something that I need to, like I, so many of us were like, I want to trade my body in for another one. Like mine doesn't Mm. work or it doesn't look the way I want it to, or we're ashamed of our bodies. And so we, you know, we speak, speak poorly to ourselves. We, there's so many women I know that like when we pass by a mirror, we don't look at ourselves when we're naked. Mm. We're, you know, we're ashamed of of what we look like and there's this whole pandemic of of women like fearing aging because we're Mm. we're like how can i do anything um other than age because again we're we're conditioned to think that we need to always look like our 18 year old selves Mm -hmm. which is just um impossible and and crazy and there's so much beauty in that maturation process um that if we can come to honor and learn to love that like actually like sex doesn't have to get worse as we get older it can get better Mm. uh especially if done in a really healthy loving beautiful way you know you talk about going slow and being very present with what's coming up for you, um, whether it's in self-pleasure or or with a partner um, and being, I think the key to a lot of any work on ourselves is first awareness. Like what am I actually feeling? What is actually present for me? Because um, so many women often disassociate when Mm. in um, intimate settings, they, they completely leave their body and kind of like, okay, I'm going to just escape and get out of here. And I, I'll just endure this and be here because I need to be, or because my partner need, you know, expects me to, Mm. to keep the peace um, or whatever. And then I'll come back when it's over. Um, I, I, um, like you have so much compassion for, uh, for, for people that have had that experience, feel, feel that because it is a survival strategy. 
being present can feel very scary. I would imagine uh, coming back into the body uh, when disassociating and leaving has been the way we've survived and gotten through, whether it be abuse or trauma um, or, you know, just traumatic situations. And this doesn't have to be like, like serious sexual abuse either. It can, can happen, you know, something small. Um, you know, you mentioned that it's a process and it Mm -hmm. doesn't happen overnight. What, um, what do you recommend for, for those who are struggling, whether it's in their relationship or whether it's their, their body image? Um, you mentioned starting to, to create that contact with the body and to really breathe and be, be slow. What are some of the other practices that you would recommend, um, for people? Yeah. First I want to acknowledge too, like the, I feel like the reason why our sexuality is so shamed and suppressed is because when we are connected to our turn on, to our pleasure, women are literally so powerful, so beautiful, so radiant, so unstoppable. So just knowing that we have so much power within us and, and we don't have Mm. to be afraid or ashamed of our past or our bodies. And, you know, this has really helped me, you know, I used to have a lot of insecurity around my breasts, around my belly. And now I wake up every morning and do a belly and breast massage and make that connection um, right away with myself Mm. and start the day off by giving myself love and nourishment and loving presence. And so breast massage is also one of my favorite practices, a beautiful way to open the heart and to connect to the body. It's also a great way to regulate hormones and, and belly massage, Mm -hmm. sensual massage, you know, connecting to your body first and foremost before self-pleasuring is really powerful, helping yourself to get into that feminine receptive state and then working your way, giving yourself a mm-hmm. beautiful and really present yoni massage. Again, warming up the muscles, turning yourself mm-hmm. on, you know, not diving straight to the genitals, but really taking your time, making it a meditation practice and having an intention, I think is so powerful because it helps you whenever you feel overwhelmed, whenever you don't want to do the practices, whenever something really challenging might be coming up for you, to have your intention to come back to again and again to support you, to give you energy, to keep moving forward. And and some other great practices are de-armoring. And so I offer all my clients a glass wand, a glass dildo, because that has been one of my most powerful tools to opening up my pleasure, having deeper states of orgasm and and deeper states of healing as well. You mentioned earlier, and it's been my experience, you know, I suffered a lot or I suffered from sexual abuse and physical abuse when I was younger. And I was so disconnected from my body. I needed substances to get into intimate spaces. I didn't have a connection to my Mm -hmm. pleasure at all. 
I could barely orgasm. I was very inorgasmic by myself and with a partner. Mm-hmm. And I knew I had seen other women who were embodying themselves so beautifully, so powerfully. And I could just tell that there was something missing. And by the grace of the goddess, the God, the universe, mm-hmm. like I found my teachers who mm-hmm. helped me to open up and, and yeah, it's been one of the most powerful accelerators mm. in mm. my life and in my client's life as well. Mm. Yes, this is, it, it's so uh, deeply connected to the truth of who we are as women. Mm. You know, you mentioned earlier that we live in a culture that um, is dominated by the masculine energy. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, for many women that is dominated in their own life. And so cultivating our feminine uh, energy and our essence or our ability to receive our ability to, you know, our our innate ability to nurture and to soften um, is, you know, is, was a practice for me, honestly, because Mm. I, I was very much imbalanced for much, most of my life. And it's still, it's still like my work is around intentionally, um, disconnecting to connect, disconnecting Mm -hmm. from all the work and all of the other things that like life asks of me in order to connect into myself and with my partner. And it takes a lot of intentionality, you know, and I think to, to your point about some of the things that we can do, one thing that personally has worked like help me to like open the doorway to this mm. was, was sense smells, um, like mm. at, in, at shower, like in my shower, just like making it a whole, um, like mm. vibe, you know, like experience, just making yeah. it like making it a beautiful experience, like having aromatherapy and like really mm. that helped me to ground into my body. It helped me mm. to be, you know, more present. Um, especially when, we're caught up in our head or we've been working all day and we're very much in the analytical mind, like sense, mm. smells, sounds can help like bring us back into the body. And and that was one thing that really helped me. And I think part of it for people is going to be around and tell me what you think about this, but like around creating an environment that cultivates intimacy with self and with with your partner, but because I know when, when I'm with my husband, you know, if we've been working all day and then it's like, okay, let's like go do the thing. It's, it's not a conducive environment for, uh, for opening up. There is, it's a process. So it's like, there's Mm -hmm. so much, um, especially as women, like there is a warming up process that is so, so Mm -hmm. important. So I'm like, let's bring in sound, let's bring in music, let's bring in scents, like let's bring in candles, like let's set the mood, whether you're doing this alone in private self pleasure or in any scenario, uh, that set and setting to get your mindset and your body in, um, in a position to receive and, and ready to like open is so, so important, at least in my own life and practice. Absolutely. Yeah. No one size fits all. Everybody and everyone's body is completely different. So what works for some per- one person may not work for another. But yeah, I love mm-hmm. creating the space, you know, lighting candles, you know, making sure you have fluffy, soft pillows, good, beautiful scents, aromatherapy, music, whatever helps mm-hmm. you to get in the zone and yeah, having practices like connecting 
to the water, to the bath, ways to relax, or just letting your body flow. Like if you've been, you're really mm-hmm. active at work and in your masculine, and then you want to, you know, create that polarity with your partner, or you just want to get into your femininity a little bit more, just putting on some music you like and rolling around, like dancing, whatever you need to do to just like go back in, to connect mm-hmm. back in. And sometimes, you know, mm. if you're connecting alone, locking the door, making sure that you have a really safe container to just let yourself be free. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's yeah. so important. And to your point about yeah, just putting on music, like that was a really big way initially that I started to reconnect with my body. It started with yoga, honestly, mm. um, because I had always been right. really into sports and like, <laughs> you know, masculine, like uh, movement mm. as opposed to conscious movement. And, and that was kind of my entry point mm. into reconnecting with body was, was yoga and starting to sense, Oh, um, that's there when I'm holding in a position, mm. um, or allowing myself to slowly like, um, kind of deepen into a stretch or a position, uh, that was so helpful. And then just to see the transformation, like I would go from days of not being able to, to do a a pose at all. And then I would come back and all of a sudden my body could do this miraculously. And I was like, wow, this is fascinating. Like actually Hmm. when I don't think I'm making progress or I don't think I'm like actually, um, improving in any way, I am and I just don't see it. And then one day I'm able to do something I've never done before. And so I think it's important like if to, to recognize that progress isn't always reflected in our external environment, especially at the beginning, you know, um, sometimes Mm. it's just repetition of making this part of your practice and committing to connecting to yourself in this way. Um, lovingly holding that space regardless of kind of quote-unquote outcomes or results like if if you're struggling I I don't know if you're struggling with with orgasm it's like not showing up with that judgment I guess of self because just Mm -hmm. like in in yoga um that critical mind can come in and be like oh you're doing it wrong or something's wrong with you or whatever as opposed to just kind of coming in with no expectation of truly just to feel and to be and to allow whatever needs to come forward to come forward. Yeah, that's that's huge for a lot of people, this subtle pressure that we put on ourselves and maybe even from our partners that we can feel sometimes. So having these conversations with mm-hmm. yourself, with your partner, that having these conversations with yourself, with your partner, that release and expectation and that what Mm -hmm. is most important is just the moment-to-moment presence and connection Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. oneself Mm -hmm. and with your partner if you're connecting with your beloved or a lover and so making it more about the present moment and the feeling body and this connection this deep intimacy with self and with other and I totally the meditation yoga definitely was my gateway as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, um, you know, I wasn't expecting for it to, you know, take me anywhere. I was just 
curious and open and trying something new. But yeah, it ended up being this, this beautiful bridge into so many other deeper aspects of myself that had been locked away for so long Mm. and that I'd never explored before. Um, and you know, I think self-pleasure is one of those things for a lot of women, either maybe they do it in private and in secrecy and it's never talked about. It's like, or maybe it's, there's shame around it, or maybe they haven't explored their own body before. And there's a lack of, of, of knowledge. I think so often, you know, we judge and are afraid of what we don't understand. And so, just welcoming and being opening and exploring your own body, your own anatomy, learning, you know, our own anatomy and the way things work and are designed to work, um, can be so empowering, uh, and allow us to step out of that place of, in the seat of judgment and criticism and actually recognize, Oh, like my body is divine and it knows Mm. exactly what to do. And Mm -hmm. even if I'm struggling in certain areas, it's, it knows what to do because it's protecting me because it didn't feel Mm. safe, you know? And, and when we come from that place to your point of compassion, there's, um, so much more space to allow things to naturally come forward as opposed to putting that external pressure on ourselves that sometimes just does the opposite of what we want, you know, of having that expectation that it, you know, we need to, perform a certain way, or we need to do certain things that maybe we've never done before. Um, I think just taking the pressure off and, and recognizing like, are we in relationship with people that are perpetuating the the stereotypes Mm. and the belief systems that actually got us here? Yeah. So much of this is about healing, conditioning, and living in a patriarchal world where these things aren't taught about, like we're, they're not encouraged to speak about. And so there we're like moving in the dark, a lot of us in these spaces. So yeah, I definitely recommend getting support. You know, our world is so individual, individualistic and this mindset, you have to do everything on your own. And I think getting support, having community spaces where you can talk about these things with other women to normalize them, to take away the charge or the stigma, to help you feel more free and feel more connected to life, to people around you, because we are so closed off and so kept to ourselves, especially right now, you know, what's happening in the world with COVID, we're very um, compartmentalized. And so, yeah, having that support is vital. Yeah. Exactly. That this is what the show is really all about is, is having these conversations, um, mm. especially around taboo topics and normalizing it. And I, I love that that's what you're, you're creating environments and communities of people where this is, it's safe to come have this dialogue and it's, it's safe to come and, and share things that typically are, are kept in private or, mm. um, you know, are, are shameful and, and actually saying no, this is uh, common. You know, a lot of times we're we're afraid to say stuff, and when we when we do, all of a sudden it's like, oh, you too. Oh my gosh, thank God, it's not just me. I thought it was I was the only one struggling with these thoughts or struggling with this this thing. Um, and so it really gives people permission to to come forward and to get support because to your you know to what you said earlier, we're we many of us are not 
taught, you know, we aren't privileged to wake up, to, to grow up in families where the stigma, um, of sexuality is, is not kind of perpetuated. So, um, you know, in my own life, I think about my mother and her relationship to her body Mm. and, and to sexuality. And I remember being, you know, like 12 or 13 years old and watching Titanic and, Mm. um, you know, the sexing coming on and, and my mom being like, Oh, you know, Tori, you got to go out of the room. Or even when I was, you know, 25 and watching a sex scene and she's like, and making a scene about how she's not old enough to watch it. Mm. You know, it's so unconscious, but that, you know, it, it got into the fiber of, of my psyche and my beingness that said something about this is wrong or I, sh- or I'm, you know, I, I shouldn't be watching this or I shouldn't do this thing. Um, or this is something that, you know, I should be, you know, ashamed of or embarrassed of mm-hmm. because my mom was, and, and that's a, a representation of, of her own trauma and the things that she had been through. Um, but I really believe like if we don't grow up in families or with parents that, that have self love, you know, it's really hard for us to know how to love ourselves. So we, you know, if we had no example of what it looked like to have a mother who honored her body, who was proud of, of her body, was like, knew her strength, was able to, you know, like be soft and sensual, uh, then it's very foreign mm-hmm. to us because we adapt and we evolve and learn from our models and our examples. And so what I love about conversations like this is for people who maybe have never had that, um, this, this conversation and, and your work it can serve as maybe a first time for people that actually this, there is something else that it is possible to actually have a, a really beautiful, loving, divine relationship with your body and sexuality and pleasure. Um, and it, it might be, you know, the, the spark that, that, um, people need, which is what, um, I'm so passionate about doing with, with this podcast. And so, um, what do you think are the things that like we're missing out on most as a byproduct of being kind of disconnected in this way? Well, I just also wanted to say to what, what you had mentioned was, this work is really a way, and especially being in container with other women talking about these things, is a beautiful way to practice being seen and being vulnerable and being heard, which can be very scary for many of us because it wasn't the norm growing mm-hmm. up. It's not something that we were used to being exampled to us implicitly and explicitly by our parents, by our family members. And so this work is really about creating a bridge to these parts of ourselves that have been neglected and suppressed and shamed and bringing them into the light, building new, healthy, empowering relationships to them. And it's also about having boundaries with oneself. So learning to love these parts of us, these living pieces of consciousness that want our attention, want to be heard, to be seen and welcoming them, giving them a seat at the table but not always giving them power to run our lives and our relationships in ways that aren't Mm. true to us, true to who we are now. And Mm. again, that is also a lifelong Mm. practice and relationship that you are cultivating. And then to answer your question, what are ways we're missing out? 
was that the question again? Yeah. What are the, what do you think it's costing us? Like, what are we missing out on, um, as a result of being just disconnected? I mean, the first place my mind goes to is, is true intimacy, right. you know, true, true intimacy. And, and I think so many people, you know, myself included before I started to do work around this specifically in my own life, uh, didn't know, I don't think what real intimacy was, right. you know, cause we have these, um, you know, perceptions that, um, you know, intercourse or whatever is the, the kind of the pinnacle and the only way that we have intimacy, like mm. physical intimacy. Um, but yeah, I would love to hear kind of your take on that. Yeah. Intimacy with ourselves. And it's some, it's challenging to go deep into the physical spaces without having this emotional connection in depth and intimacy with ourselves or with a partner. And so, yeah, we're disconnected from our life essence that makes us so beautiful. It's what makes us our potential as humans just incredible when you think about it. And we have so much potential within and so much power and wisdom that we're not accessing if we deny this part mm -hmm. of ourselves and if we continue to just go through the motions, live on autopilot, live asleep. And so this is asking us to come home to our bodies and to take a radical responsibility for our lives and know that we are, we are enough and that we can make anything happen that we want. We are the empowered co-creators of our life. And so anything is really possible mm -hmm. once we're connected to ourselves. And from that place, then we can truly have sustainable, long-lasting, fulfilling, meaningful relationships that light us up inside and that create so much beauty in our lives. And so this is really the invitation is to like lean into the uncomfortable places with love, with compassion, with patience for ourselves. So good. And so needed. So, so needed yeah. because I can think back and I'm like every moment that I have ever encountered deep, deep, deep love, like the truest love. Uh, and connection that I've ever felt was always moments I was deeply embodied, deeply in my body, mm. present in the moment, whether it was feeling my own love or feeling love from another person. Um, I remember, you know, the, one of the first times I ever felt my own love was af was during breath work. Where mm. because I had spent so much time mm. living in my head, living in anxious thoughts or critical thoughts, planning, strategizing, living above my body, you know, kind of um, out there, mm -hmm. breath work is what brought me home. You say coming home and I, I say that all the time in our bre mm. in breath work with my students because it, it, it was what connected me um, 
back into my body and I was like, oh, this is what it feels like to be here again. This is the same type of intimacy, like that we don't maybe cognitively remember, but this, that it feels like to be in your mother's womb, like that present, that safe, Mm. um, that connected, so connected that you are like literally physically connected to our mothers. Like that's how, what's still available to us in feeling with ourselves and the people in our Mm. lives. But so few of us ever experience that. And it, and it's, um, I, what fuels me, um, into continuing to do this work is always around helping people to have the types of experiences like that of deep connection, because there was a time I didn't know that was possible. There was a time in my life. I didn't know that was available. Mm. And when I felt it, when I experienced it, I I was like, how do I do that again? How do I create that again? And then it was, how do I then learn to teach this and make this available to other people? Because we live in a world Mm. that is so disconnected. And I know that you kind of, um, would, would say the same thing that we're on a mission to, to reconnect people, um, to themselves and come back home. That's what life, that's what we're here for. And yeah, our bodies, like we have bodies for a reason. They're so intelligent and there's so much with, within them that is available to us. And it's such a gift. And that's why it's devastating how we're raised in this way. So disconnected from them. And that's really where, where you can find who you truly are and connect to the divinity of your soul and also bring that home through you and then share that into the world. And through that embodiment, you give other people the permission to do the same. They see that and they feel it and it's palpable Mm -hmm. and you can't deny it. Mm, and we can feel that from you. I mean, coming from such a, a deeply embodied place, like you, you're right. It, it just, it's a resonance, um, that you can feel from people, um, a presence because you're actually present for the work that you're doing and, and what you're sharing. And it comes from a very deep, deep place, a soul, you know, a soul led mission driven place. And, um, you know, right before this, we were talking about, I was telling you that I had recently been watching, um, a Netflix show called sex, love and goop. Uh, it's Gwyneth Paltrow's, Mm -hmm. um, show. And I've just been absorbing it. And my husband and I was like, you're watching this with me and we're going to learn all the things (laughs) and try all the things. Um, because you know, we're all about being coachable here and I'm here to learn. So, um, but I think this is a very relevant conversation. I think it's an, it's incredibly important conversation and you're doing this in your communities with your clients, with your students, you know, if, if there are women out there who are thinking, Hey, this is me. I, maybe I know I'm disconnected. I know I've had past trauma or, you know, I, I'm just struggling in terms of my you know body image or my relationship, my sexual relationship, um, to self or with my partner, what, uh, can women do to, to find out more about your work and possibly get the support and the community that they need? Uh, where, where should they go and how can they learn more about what you offer? 
Thank you. Yeah, I have several platforms on which you can learn more about me and access me through my website at lovelegacycoaching.com. My Instagram is Behold the Beloved. And last month I did, uh, the month of September, I did a 30-day receptivity challenge because I was noticing that even people who are connected to themselves, a lot of us have trouble receiving our own love, receiving the love from others, receiving pleasure, receiving goodness into our lives and abundance. And so I did this month-long receptivity challenge where I made a lot of free downloadable audios for you to follow along. So I have a bunch, one about guiding through a self-love breast massage, one a Ho'oponopono Hawaiian meditation on forgiveness, which in some of my one-on-one practices, we combine that with self-pleasure, which is really powerful. Mm. And then there's one. Mm, I yeah. love, I love that practice. Yeah. yeah. That's a very, very powerful practice. And I can't imagine. Yeah. Combining that with self-pleasure. Oh, yeah. I feel like that's just a, a two double whammy it's next level in terms of power. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then we talked about this as well, like healing and transforming disempowering religious sexual conditioning. I have a, meditation on that as well so I want to resource you yeah well I need to go grab that so yes yes well you guys I mean please please go get this receive uh, get what you need get the support like let us as women like empower each mm-hmm. other in coming home and reconnecting to the truth of who we are without the labels, without the conditioning, without all of the the stories that have told us it's, you know, it's not appropriate that we should be small, that we should be quiet, mm-hmm. that she, we shouldn't take up space, whatever it is. Um, and I know that you and I, Samantha, are not alone in our experiences. I know this, this touches mm-hmm. so many women. Um, and I think the key is really um, bringing the awareness and also bringing the safe, the safe loving containers for the work to be done. And, um, you know, I always say like we, our our deepest wounding happens in relationship and it also, um, our deepest healing happens in relationship too. And so, uh, so often to come full circle in our healing process, it does involve community and support and and letting other people, um, in on that journey. So I hope that you guys will, you know, will take the opportunity to connect with Sam, um, further and learn more about her, her transformational work and, um, uh, that you'll connect with us. You'll let us know what it is, uh, that you want more of that, if you found this you know, episode helpful, that, that you'll reach out, you'll tag us on social media. Maybe you'll take a screenshot of this episode. Let us know that you listened, that you care. The best way to uh, support this show, if you love what you're getting, is just to, to go to Apple or to Spotify, leave a rating and review, and share it with a friend. If, if you know that maybe a friend or family member uh, is struggling uh, do them a favor, do yourself a favor and just share this episode because that might be the very thing that they need, um, at a really important time in their life. It was, you know, it was somebody sharing an episode, a podcast with me, 
uh, several years ago that started me on this entire journey that I'm on now, interviewing incredible people like you. So mm. really don't underestimate your ability to impact people's lives by um, sharing the work um, and sharing the names of the people that, that you work with. So um, Samantha, thank you so much for, for your work and for your wisdom. Is there anything else that you want to share with listeners before we go? I concur with Tori. Yes, please share this, get it out there. And I'm so grateful for people like you and Gwyneth Paltrow, you know, normalizing these things and reaching a wider audience because it's really the healing our collective needs at this time. And, you know, how we treat our own bodies is how we treat the body of Mother Earth. And right now, you know, she's speaking to us. Um, so when we can heal ourselves, we heal our relationships, our families, future generations, the earth, because when we treat ourselves with such love and, and reverence, then we have no choice but to treat our environment that way as well. And hmm. yeah, so it's such a gift at this time yes. to be doing this work. And I also wanted to mention that I, I have my baby, my signature program, Sensual Metamorphosis. It's a combination of one-on-one coaching with me and also a group container where we do embodiment calls, heart circles, so that you have that sense of community with sisterhood, healing the sisterhood wound as well, and just being held and being loved as you are. And I love it so much, and I would love to share it with you. Thank you so much, everyone who's listening, and thank you, Tori. Yeah. You're so welcome. Yeah. You're so welcome. And if this is something you're interested in, we'll have all of Samantha's information in the show notes to make it super easy for you guys to find her and to follow. I love you. Thank you for always showing mm. up here week after week with a heart open, a mind open to new ideas, new conversations, mm. um, new wisdom to come in. Because if we're we're closed in our hearts, if our if our minds aren't open, it's like a parachute. It doesn't really work. Right. So we have to really allow that space for, for the new, the beautiful, um, the wise, the nourishing to come into our lives. And, um, I trust that this episode brought that to you today. Um, come back for more next week on the coachable podcast. See you later guys. Bye. You guys, if you love this show, do me a favor, please subscribe to the podcast. And if you feel called, leave a review. I would love to hear how the show is impacting you. But not only that, be a hero to somebody and share it with somebody in your life that needs to hear it. If you're getting value from it, I can guarantee it that someone else that you know would get value as well. And honestly, I wouldn't be here. If somebody didn't share with me a podcast episode a couple years ago that absolutely changed my life and set me on the course that I am today, and I'm eternally grateful for that person, and you can be that person to someone else. So share it, share the love, because you matter, they matter, and what you have to say matters. So I would love to hear if there's something in this episode that really stands out to you and is a aha moment. Send me an email to media at ToriGordon.com. Let me know what it was that stuck out to you. What was your aha moment? Maybe where and around what time in the podcast that really spoke to you because my team and I love to hear that. We love to see and hear exactly what is speaking to your heart and it helps us to serve you better. So please 
like, subscribe, share. You are helping this podcast continue to grow and get out to larger audiences that can help shape the world and bring more and light, love and healing to it. So thank you for your contribution and let's get on to the podcast. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.